Well, welcome to another edition of The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. We're going to talk about what it means for people of the Christian faith to experience persecution. And this hour, we're going to talk about how it's impacting us uh, worldwide. Got a great uh, conversation coming up uh, in our the second half hour of this first hour of the broadcast. Leela Gilbert, uh, Senior Fellow for Religious Freedom at the uh, uh, Family Research Council and also a fellow with the Hudson Institute. Uh, we're going to talk with Leela about her new book called Heroic Faith and the number of people who are um, serving and suffering for the kingdom all over the world and why it's actually Leela looked at the books that she's written like Persecuted and Saturday People, Sunday People, which 10 years ago told the Western church, here's what's happening to the church worldwide. Persecution is just starting to heat up. Those are the first few years where Christianity actually passed over other religions as Christians being the most persecuted people in the world. Well, she looked at those books and said they were a little out of date. I had to update them. And if we in the body of Christ are of the impression that we are going to be persecuted for our faith, things are just starting to heat up here. And so I'd like to kick off this first half hour of the program uh, reminding you that Roger's recommendations for the 2022 midterm election are up at thebottomlineshow.com. I just updated them yesterday, as a matter of fact. And we're looking at the uh, propositions, looking at the, um, the candidates who are running for office, and understanding that that persecution that's happening against the church is being codified into law as we speak. Uh, Proposition one. It's interesting because Governor Newsom wanted to make sure that this got everybody's attention. Typically, the propositions will start one through whatever. I don't know how high they go up number-wise. I think we've had, uh, maybe they go up through Prop 99, but then they go right back to Prop 1. Well, this next, this current election cycle, we've got Propositions 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, and 31. But when Gavin Newsom wanted to codify abortion into California state law, that became proposition number one. And so toward that end, I I remind you yet again, California's Prop 1, the Right to Reproductive Freedom Act. If you vote yes on this, it supports amending the California state constitution to prohibit the state, and I'm reading their words now, with with or denying a woman's right to an abortion as well as to obtain contraceptives. Now, to the left, we've talked about this many times before, abortion and contraception are all one of the same. They call it all contraception. That's not true. Contraception means you prevent a pregnancy from happening. Abortion means you end a pregnancy that already happened after a child has been conceived. Now, what's interesting about this case, though, is that they rushed this onto the ballot right after Roe versus Wade was passed. It's as if they knew that they were going to need to have this, that this has been in the works for quite some time. California is looking to boost their abortion productivity, as they would like to say. California admits to performing 46,000 medical abortions every year, and that number they're hoping to boast to 1.3 million. It's not about freedom, it's about money. Money for the state of California. But what's interesting about this proposition is it codifies into law abortion as an unchallengeable, constitutionally supported right in California, even though the vast majority of Californians, even the ones who support abortion, do not support abortion as defined in Proposition 1. It's so interesting that this the language of this uh, document is so tersely worded 
And you've got Katie Porter running in the 47th district saying, I will fight for Prop 1, this is the most important job in the issue, blah, 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 blah. Survey after survey say that the vast majority of Americans, the most important issue is the economy, not abortion. But Democrats are make, trying to make it sound like women are going to lose their constitutional rights if we don't pass Prop 1. But here's the thing, that they didn't take into consideration. First, that 35% of registered Democrats are pro-life and favor some kind of restriction on abortions. Number two, 75% of Californians do not support abortion in the third trimester. Proposition one literally, literally flies in the face of popular convention. This is, this is the easiest no vote you'll find. As a matter of fact, I had a caller, a listener actually, uh, sent us an email a couple days ago and asked when I was going to go through all the propositions. Here's a quick jet tour. Prop one, we're voting no. Prop 26, we're voting no, unless you're okay with Indian gaming helping the tribes. Prop 27, we're voting a heck no. No one's trying to legalize any kind of online gaming that kids would be able to get a hold of. Prop 28, I'm recommending a yes vote. I know a lot of my conservative colleagues are saying, don't spend the money. I like the arts, spend the money. Prop 29 is a no. This is the third time that the SEIU has tried to get unionization into dialysis centers. People will lose coverage. Centers will close. It's not a good idea. Prop 30, the tax the rich. Uh, If you make more than $2 million a year, uh, we're going to tax you and we're going to put 1.75% of that tax into zero emission fuels and wildlife prevention. It's another money grab. Don't go for it. Prop 31, the flavored tobacco products ban. I'm recommending a no vote, quite frankly, because, well, um, if you vote no on this bill, then you're basically saying people should have the right to choose. Flavored tobacco sales to kids are already illegal. So there's no reason to pass this bill. Um, Anyway, and vote for Brian Dolly for governor. Good Christian guy, good morals and values, pro-life. Anyone but Gavin Newsom, but especially Brian Dolly for governor, Angela Underwood Jacobs for lieutenant governor, and the list goes on. You can see them all at thebottomlineshow.com. Now, one of the things that the People's Republic of California has found to be very challenging is after the Zoom uh, session of public school that's happened in the past couple of years because of the pandemic and people moving out of the state, fewer and fewer people are putting their kids in public schools. And that means they're looking for private schools, they're looking for online options, they're looking for homeschool options as well. What if you were to be able to say, as a grandparent, I have taken the steps to make sure that education is affordable for my kids. I've gotten involved in a reverse mortgage. It's freed up some of the equity in the home that I'm never going to leave. I'm going to finish my time on earth in this home. And I'm going to use that money to find and fund a low-cost very viable alternative to the public schools with a Christian education. Put all those t- those things together and you get Cliff Peliquin at Newport Bay Mortgage and what Cliff is on a mission to do, to help you find the best reverse mortgage for your world, but also to help you use some of the proceeds for that to fund Christian education initiatives. Cliff's going to join me to talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. Clients love her. Insurance companies fear her. No other personal injury attorney knows the inner workings of insurance companies like Stephanie Cover of Cover Law. In a cutthroat industry where most attorneys don't even last five years, Stephanie Cover spent 20 years defending insurance companies, never compromising her integrity despite constant external pressure. During those 20 years, Stephanie Cover gained invaluable insight into the tricks of the trade. She knows more about your insurance policy than your adjuster does. 
Today, Cape Wright's personal injury attorney uses her unparalleled knowledge of the insurance company's playbook to call their bluff every time, even earning the grudging respect from lawyers and adjusters who know they can't get anything by her. She used to defend them. Now she beats them at their own game. Schedule a free, no-obligation consultation at capebrightradio.com slash Coverlaw. She knows the other side. Well, a special guest joining me here on the Bottom Line Show, and this is a great uh, chance to get reacquainted with a dear friend, Cliff Peliquin, Newport Bay Mortgage. We've got a link for Cliff up at thebottomlineshow.com, 714-741-8080. Cliff, welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. And thank you for uh, being able to be on the Bottom Line Show again. We certainly have appreciated it in the past. Yes. Well, we are so grateful that you are here with us now because of your friendship, your partnership, but also we're living in some very challenging times. It seems for people who anytime you mention uh, home purchases or home equity or lines of credit, things like that, um, a lot of times people get kind of nervous. This is a very seemingly unprecedented time for high interest rates, high prices, things of that nature. What You've been doing this a long time, Cliff. What's the market look like to you right now? Well, let me put it this way. Occasionally, we'll see an advertisement for veterans. Veterans, you can pull out 100%. I don't like that. Veterans do not do that. Rates are high. Remember, you must pay it back. So refinancing on today's market is almost out. Mm. However, there's also purchase, and there's also what we call Heckam loan or reverse mortgage, and of mm. which we are very much involved in, and would like to make a few comments concerning that. Well, let's do that because I'm sure there are a lot of people who think, oh, yeah, I know all about that. That's that thing where they give you a little bit of money from your home, and then at the end, you have to sell it because the bank comes and comes charging in after you. You and I have had many conversations over the years, Cliff Pelican, about what a reverse mortgage actually is and what it isn't. Kind of take our listeners through the basic steps of what a reverse mortgage is. Well, first of all, it is a Federal Housing um, Administration loan, FHA, Mm -hmm. and no one takes your house on any kind of real estate that you own simply because of the type of loan. Now, when it comes to uh, the when it comes to the uh, mortgage. Let me rephrase that. There's compliments and there's non-compliments. If you ask anyone who has a reverse mortgage, what do you think? They'll say it's great. Thank God for it. We have freedom that we don't. However, if you ask those that may inherit that house, you're going to hear a lot of negative, and uh, that is not good. So my thought is, Those who hear that negative, if the ones who say don't do it are willing to pay your taxes and your mortgage payment, they control by no means. But if it's only for receiving a greater portion on the deceased, God help us. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Uh, Cliff Peliquin, Newport Bay Mortgage. 714-741-8080 is the number to call, or just go to kbrightradio.com forward slash reverse. Cliff, who is a candidate? Who's the best candidate for taking advantage of a a, a reverse mortgage from Newport Bay right now? 
Well, number one, a person can purchase with reverse mortgage, must be 62 or over. It would take approximately 50% of a down payment and then no payment for the rest of your life as long as you're living in that property. Number two, when you have equity and your age is 62 or over, then subject to the amount that you owe and the equity, you can pay off what you owe, receive the cash in hand, and a year later, perhaps even have a line of credit that on today's mortgage, you're receiving approximately 6.5% interest rate, which is unheard of. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. When that person who has reverse mortgage, and by the way, I have a reverse mortgage, mm -hmm. deceased, what happens to that line of credit? It goes right back to equity for their heirs. Hmm. Interesting. So the line of credit is there if they need to use it, but if they don't need to use it and then they wind up leaving it to their kids or their, whoever their heirs may be, that goes right back into the equity of the home. Correct. Now wow. let's go to the situation where uh, I don't need the money. I, I don't wor worry about my heirs. Then there's another aspect. What is wrong with getting a reverse mortgage and being able to bless those that you wish to bless while you're alive? Mm. Giving to charity for mm -hmm. those that you often wish that you could, now you can and be blessed by that. And there's so many charities that are uh, serving the needs of people all around the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that when you bring that up, Cliff Pelican, with Newport Bay Mortgage. Because it's so easy to think in terms of, boy, it's really great that there are so many people who are doing good things in the ministry world, but I never could. You know, I mean, I don't have the resources or, you know, and I would really like to be a blessing. So maybe when I get time to the end of my time here on earth, I'll leave a gift and that'll happen when it happens. But you're basically saying you can kind of have a living legacy right now and say, well, why not tap into the equity in your home, use a reverse mortgage. You can use it to, you know, lower your monthly expenses, pay off some bills, whatever you want to use it for. But you could also use it to support that ministry or those ministries right now. You don't have to wait until you're home with the Lord. You could do that right now. That, that's got to be a game changer for a lot of people who are wondering, how do I tap into my equity responsibly and then kind of leave a gift that will last eternally? Absolutely. Now, I thank God for the the opportunity to, to talk about reverse mortgage. However, I would like to switch the subject quite a bit and talk about today's schools. As mm. you know, there are major problems. Uh, there's uh, things that are taught in our school that we didn't, were not aware of when it comes to uh, COVID that turned out to be a blessing because now parents know what they're being taught. And the tragedy of the union in some schools are telling the parents they have no right, no say-so of what is being taught to their children. And we look at that with, with great um, fear in, in what is taking place. Now, I also like to think of what Paul often said after he made a comment and he said, so that, and then whatever comes after the so that, then we can see how God is blessing. So anyway, Christian schools, so that, and that is that we can teach the word of God to children 
and um, uh, such as train up the child in the way that he should go. Right. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. Mm-hmm. So that. Now, what is keeping many people from the Christian private schools? Finance. Sure. What if so that there was a school or organization and several campuses that says $100 per month for the semester? 100 Now, with that being said, there was one lady that came and was just thrilled over the fact that she now can bring her child uh, that she was homeschooling into the school because otherwise she could not afford the schools that are out there, many of them just doing a great, great job. Orange County Christian Learning Centers with an S. If you went to www.orangecountychristianlearningcenters.org, you can get more information. And you know, the beautiful thing about this, Cliff Bellaquin, is that you mentioned that legacy part. This is a classic example. This is a, a charity, a, a nonprofit that's near and dear to your heart, of course, education. And the fact that we'll have orangecountychristianlearningcenters.org up at the bottomlineshow.com website as well. The idea that someone who's saying right now, you and I both know in Christian education world, that when it comes to who can help foot the bill for Christian education, oftentimes it's grandma and grandpa. The grandparents are the ones who say, we have the resources and we can go ahead and make this happen. But when you talk about what you're doing right now with the home equity line of credit, with the reverse mortgages and the living legacy that you're talking about, this is a perfect way for grandparents to take advantage of the equity in their home, do a reverse mortgage or a reverse uh, equity line of credit and have the opportunity to bless their grandchildren right now, to bless the schools right now with the kind of education the kids desperately need, especially here in the People's Republic of California, where the public school system, and I know a lot of great teachers and administrators who work in public schools who are brothers and sisters in Christ, but overall, they're working against a system that's fighting against their values, that's really making it more and more difficult for parents and grandparents to see their kids get a quality education. And Orange County Christian Learning Centers, through the work of your efforts, Cliff Pelquin and others, is really helping people find that way. Well, I'd like to give a story about uh, this. Uh, a little over two years ago, almost two years ago, my precious daughter of, uh, t- just turned 59 within three days, and she passed away with cancer. Hmm. And prior to her death, she about a week, she talked to her mother and said, if I could only send one child to a private school, a Christian school, and take that child out of public school, it would mean so much to me. And then again, so that, so that that child could come to know Christ and, and live for Christ. Now, at, right after that, a great friend of mine from Christian Businessmen Association made an announcement to our CBMC group. We are starting our first class in September for Christian education with only $100 a month. Now, with that, my daughter was able to take what small amount that she had after she passed. We decided that it is not our money. It is God's money. Amen. And was able to send six children to, uh, for a full year. And uh, what is also great, there's still more there to do more, more for, for the glory of God. Amen. And so, so that 
and that is our children will know the grace of God. And I have letters that uh, the parents are so grateful for. And one of them, our family is so grateful that we found Orange County Christian Learning Center. And it has transformed our children's lives. They're getting a great education and so enjoy the teachers and other kids and really love how to get uh, to know and enjoy Jesus so much more. They have already had several kids receive Christ as their Savior this year, what is called OCCLC, has greatly enriched our children and family. Now, this is one of the fathers that has two children, two children in the school. And so enrollment for this coming year that has started already has doubled from the enrollment plan. Wow. That's fantastic. The joy joy to hear nine children from age 9 to 11, quote, without making a mistake, all the books of the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. Mm. And with with joy in their faces and then see their dancing class and and how that they seem to enjoy the fellowship with other children in a Christian school. And thank God for all the other schools that has a how much higher tuition. They're doing mm-hmm. a great job. Don't stop giving. Yes, yes, absolutely. Cliff Pelliquin is with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Cliff with Newport Bay Mortgage, 714-741-8080, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash reverse. We're talking about reverse mortgages and how to leave a lasting legacy. And, of course, Cliff has, has uh, put uh, his full support here as he's, uh, you know, motoring through these uh, these senior years of life and saying, hey, this is a place that's important to me. Orange County Christian Learning Centers.org is up at the bottom line show.com. This is just one example of how you can take advantage of a home equity line of credit, how you can take advantage of a, uh, a, a basically a, a reverse mortgage, as it were. Uh, if you're age 62 or older, uh, you do qualify for most reverse mortgage programs. And this is a great way to tap into some of the equity in your home and to say, hey, let's bless someone. When you go to the Orange County Christian Learning Centers.org website, you're going to be stunned to see how reasonable the tuition is and how much good you can do with the resources that you'll be able to use from your reverse mortgage. Cliff, the reverse mortgage program, we know it does take a little bit longer than a quote unquote conventional program does, but it's well worth the effort. Uh, talk, kind of give us an idea of what the timeline is like. And uh, you, you'd already mentioned some of the rates, of course, obviously we're not going to quote dollars and cents in terms of how much someone would potentially have in terms of equity that they could take out of their home. But kind of give us an idea of what the process is involved for someone who wants to reach out to you and say, I want to get that reverse mortgage application going because I want to bless my grandkids with a better education. First of all, we give them a, a, a form or there's about 88 pages to review for their benefit to ask, ask questions. And then there is a counseling session that adds about one hour that you have the ability to ask whatever questions you wish. Then you go forward. Typically, a reverse mortgage is going to take a minimum of two months. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes sooner, sometimes longer. But the only way it's going to ever come to an end and get it done is to get started. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. I think the uh, 
the old uh, wisdom declares. And this is... uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just one last comment sure. about the Christian school and what we're looking for on calls churches to donate two to three uh, classes per week and also uh, let the church members become missionaries as volunteers. And the last one that we uh, opened a campus with, over 50 people came forward and said, how can I help? How can I help? And was so excited about being able to help without fee. But they're missionaries. Mm -hmm. Yes, and now more than ever before, that is the, the type of mission work that needs to be done as we sense the day of the Lord's return is growing ever near. And I'm grateful for Cliff Peliquin and his uh, support of the Bottom Line Show, support of Christian education, and the way he can help you facilitate this kind of missionary outreach with a reverse mortgage from Newport Bay Mortgage. 714-741-8080 is how you get in touch with Cliff. 714-741-8080. Or you could just go to kbrightradio.com forward slash reverse. I like that little, uh, the, the irony that you have to tap a forward slash before you write, write, the, write the word reverse. But that's the way you get in touch with Cliff Peliquin through the uh, Bottom Line Show K-Bright website. So uh, we're grateful for everyone who will reach out to Cliff today and get the ball rolling on this process. Cliff Peliquin, it's great to have you back in the fold here with us on the Bottom Line Show. Thanks for the work that you're doing to help people with their mortgages, to help people in Christian education, and to uh, support the quality Christian programming as well. Thanks for being with us today here on the Bottom Line Show. Thank you very much, Roger, and God bless the audience. Well, it is so great to have Cliff Peliquin back on the team here at the Bottom Line Show. Newport Bay Mortgage is the one of the premier reverse mortgage companies in all of California. 714-741-8080 is the number to call. 714-741-8080. We've got a link for Newport Bay Mortgage up at thebottomlineshow.com. In addition to the link for Orange County Christian Learning Centers, uh, well, this is a kind of a hybrid approach. It's online learning. It's uh homeschool you know curriculum that you can use but also there are a couple of uh, christian schools right now that are part of this learning center curriculum and the cost boy i'll tell you what i know a good christian education is not inexpensive maybe you know seven eight nine ten thousand dollars a year you want to talk about a fraction of the cost how about about a thousand dollars for a full year yeah, this is a great deal. Grandma, Grandpa, step it on up. Contact Cliff Peliquin at Newport Bay Mortgage today. Find out how easy it is to get started on a reverse mortgage that allows you to stay in your home. You don't take all the equity out, but you take enough out to where you can live a legacy, leave a living legacy for your kids while you're here and then when you're not. And also help fund that Christian education too. Both of those links are up at thebottomlineshow.com. Let's take a break, and as we continue... It's no secret that Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but yea, I have overcome the world. It still means, though, we have to go through the persecution of living in this life right now. And on the other side of this break, a good friend and colleague for many, many years, Leela Gilbert, is going to join me. I'm going to talk about her brand new book called Heroic Faith, Hope Amid Global Persecution. Leela continues to write and speak. She's a senior fellow for International Religious Freedom at the Family Research Council. And this brand new book is an update on many of the things that she's been writing about over the past decade or so about Christians and the challenges that we face, persecutions that are happening in the Middle East that are coming to America. Leela Gilbert joins me next as the bottom line continues. Let Wilson Financial Services help you identify proprietary financial strategies for your wealth that work for your life. Let's revisit our one-year CD. Had a client who had $500,000 of retained earnings in his corporation for the last three years. 
I said, if you'd have put that into this account three years ago, you'd have seventy-five dollars to $100,000 of interest versus what you have now, which is a nice round number. I had a client sell his house, had 450000 in the bank. I told him, you're really not likely to buy a house in the next 12 months. You want to leave this in the bank earning nothing? Or would you like to earn some interest on it over the next 12 months? So he said, how much? I said, well, how about between twenty and 30000 He says, zero versus twenty or 30000 Yeah, he says, I like the twenty or 30000 Sounds better. Aren't you tired of earning nothing with all the money you have in the bank? Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Well, it's no secret that uh, global persecution has just uh, been skyrocketing. And we realized that, of course, for many, many years, we in the body of Christ uh, you know, knew that uh, there were other uh, people of faith traditions who were suffering dramatically. And then a few years ago, it seemed like we landed in the crosshairs as well. Uh, global persecution of Christians it becomes literally more ominous with every passing year. Unfortunately, we have uh, someone who chronicles this, who keeps a tab on it for us, and uh, has written a brand new book about this phenomenon. Leela Gilbert is an award-winning writer, the co-author or author of more than 60 books. You know the title, Saturday People, Sunday People, Israel Through the Eyes of a Christian Sojourner. She's also the co-author of Persecuted, The Global Assault on Christians, co-authored with Nina Shea and, and Paul Marshall. Leela serves as Senior Fellow for International Religious Freedom at Family Research Council and continues her work at Hudson Institute's Center for Religious Freedom. She's the co-author of a brand new book called Heroic Faith, Hope Amid Global Persecution, which we have up at TheBottomLineShow.com. Leela Gilbert, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you so much. It's good to talk to you again. It's good to hear your voice. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, I really appreciated the fact that we knew each other before you lived in Israel. We would have some great conversations when you were in Israel. I'm glad you're back in the States because it's just easier to navigate the time differences. I mean, I know you love being there, but I mean, it's just, it's wonderful to be able to say, hey, at least we know what time zone we're in when we're talking to each other. I think that's really, that's, <laughs> no, that's really, right. Yeah. It's hey, talk easier about, to do the math. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Three hours is a lot easier to figure out than is it eight or is it nine or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but I should let our bottom line listeners know that when she lived in Israel, it, Leela did many late night phone calls with us just to uh, uh, get keep us up to date on what was happening there. Well, talk about the new book, the new book, Heroic Faith. It talks about the global persecution that's escalated all over the world. And you kind of have a bird's eye view of what's happening here. Uh, what was the impetus for writing this book at this time? Well, Family Research Council, where I started working a couple of years ago as a senior fellow, um, it came up in conversations there, and General Boykin is there, and I've done some work with him on other projects, and also Ariel Del Turco, who's also a co-author, um, was working on some of the Asia stuff. So we kind of got our heads together on this. It really wasn't my idea, but I was happy to participate because the books I've done on this subject before are a little out of date now, unfortunately, as things have gotten worse. So the three of us worked together, and it was interesting to work with General Boykin because he brings some international military and diplomatic information to the table, which doesn't usually show up in these books and, and what America can do and so forth. So I thought it was really a good opportunity. Yeah, well, it, it's a it's a fantastic resource, and I'm glad you brought up that General Boykin's uh, involvement here too, because I don't know how many of our listeners realize that things are tough now for Christians all over the world. They could have been a lot tougher uh, maybe six years ago. We did have a regime change in leadership here in the U.S. that seemed to make things a bit better when it came to 
uh, religious liberty and you know the, the attacks on Christians, or did it make it worse? What, what was the Trump presidency like in terms of uh, enhancing, uh, kind of even emboldening those who are persecuting Christians? Now, was it was it kind of a buffer, or and that's since been kind of released now that we have a new administration in place? Well, what's happened is that um, a lot of the policies that uh, Mike Pompeo put forward when he was Secretary of State were really good. Mm. But there, to enact on those things is another matter, and, and they've been dropped by the present administration. So, you know, the worst example is the country of particular concern designation that was put on Nigeria, which is one of the worst bloodbaths in the world right now mm-hmm. for Christians. And it, it was put in place so that sanctions could be applied. Certain things can be done with a CPC category in terms of the State Department that can't be done without it. And it, is, it was never acted on. So that place has gotten considerably worse. So I think there were a lot of efforts made, but I don't know that that much resulted from them. Now, this administration is not nearly, in fact, they're almost openly against efforts for international religious freedom that were put in place previously. That's unfortunate to hear. Uh, Leela Gilbert is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. She's the co-author of the brand new book called Heroic Faith, Hope Amid Global Persecution. Got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. And I like the fact that for someone who says, boy, I really don't want a lot of heavy reading, this book only has four chapters, I should point out. But they're they're very long and they're very, very involved. And I appreciate that, too, especially when you talk about the places in Africa. We hear about Nigeria and how horrible things are. I have friends, uh, actually, Dennis Wilson, one of our main sponsors here at The Bottom Line Show, uh, has a real heart for Burkina Faso and Ivory Coast and a lot of places. Talk about the the Islamic versus the Islamist presence there, because when we see what's happening, um, there are we hear the stories and I try to share as many of them as I can here on The Bottom Line Show about people in parts of Africa, especially where there's this genocide going on. But uh, what are the forces like? Help us understand what's really going on. So not just an isolated incident of a pastor or a priest who was, you know, gunned down in the middle of a worship service, but kind of give us maybe more of a macro uh, sense, Lila Gilbert, of what's going on in Africa. Well, what's going on in Africa is alarming because there's really no pushback anywhere from major countries. Uh, France has pulled out. I mean, we have people doing industry and various mining things going on in, in those places. But Islamism has organized itself. Uh, the, it's really ISIS that's sweeping across from west to east or vice versa. And mm-hmm. now we have ISWAP in Nigeria, which is dealing with the the area in the Sahel, we have uh, the same kind of thing happening um, in East Africa. And so there's a tremendous Islamist movement of violence and death. And I just saw today in Mozambique that Christians were pulled off a bus or some vehicle. Uh, they had to say whether they were Christian or Muslim. The Christians mm. were blindfolded and killed and uh, their mm. throats were slit. And this was in the news today. Oh. And this is going on all across Africa and there are Christians, Christian countries such as Nigeria, or excuse me, such as uh, Uganda, and Nigeria is half Christian, and Kenya is largely Christian. But the pushback is against radical violence, and it isn't always effective because it's it's just so 
ugly and so violent. And it's hard for me to believe how bad it is. And when I hear people talking about America being persecuted, I mean, we are discriminated against as Christians here. And certainly there are things in motion now that could make things a lot worse. But when you look at the bloodbath across the world at the hand of Islamists and the former communist regimes, we live like kings here and we need to put what we have in freedom to work to help our brothers and sisters across the world. It's amazing how many of us, and I, I'm guilty of this, and I know of a lot of our listeners, if we were honest with the, ourselves and with each other, we would say, you know, it, sometimes it is easier to turn your attention to a religious liberty case here in the U.S. and say, well, I'm glad we you know, were able to get some kind of measure of you know, justice, if you will. And then when you see the other, it can be so numbing that you, you have a hard time processing it. And Lila Gilbert, I'm so grateful that you are doing the work that you're doing um, in the many different uh, capacities that you have, uh, not only as the uh, uh, Senior Fellow for International Religious Freedom at Family Research Council, but you're working with the Hudson Institute and the Center for Religious Freedom there. The brand new book that Leela Gilbert is the co-author of is Heroic Faith, Hope Amid Global Persecution. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Leela, I really want to get into some of these other areas, too, uh, and they're, they're all, too, uh, all too large to cover in 90 seconds. So why don't we take a quick break here? We'll come back and kind of have a supersized, expanded segment on the other side of this break, talk about Afghanistan, talk about Asia, and talk about the Middle East as well. Uh, you know, we, we hear that passage of Scripture in our head, wars and rumors of wars, and sometimes our, we immediately bring our thoughts right to the Middle East. We'll get Leela Gilbert's firsthand eyewitness account of the global persecution of Christians all over the world, uh, but especially in those areas, coming up next as the bottom line continues. Don't overpay on interest and fees by going with the wrong lender. Newport Bay Mortgage won't charge you points on your reverse mortgage wherever it is possible for them to do so. You will have peace of mind with the possibility of having additional cash to draw from to pay for unexpected expenses. Owner Cliff and his team do what they can to maximize the amount of cash available to you while minimizing the cost of closing. The result of having another stream of income relieves stress that you didn't even know was there. You'll save thousands by working with Newport Bay Mortgage because they avoid charging you points and they will never tack on unnecessary fees. When considering ways to relieve financial stress in, before, or for retirement, you need Newport Bay Mortgage. Visit kbrightradio.com slash reverse. Contact Cliff today. Call 714-741-8080, 714-741-8080, NMLS 332-559. Newport Bay Mortgage is an equal opportunity housing lender. Leela Gilbert is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Leela is a, an award-winning author. She's written or co-authored more than 60 books. And uh, some of the books that I'm about to mention, Saturday People, Sunday People, Israel Through the Eyes of a Christian Sojourner, and Persecuted, The Global Assault on Christians. Uh, when you look at that work that was groundbreaking then, you look at this new book that's just now out called Heroic Faith and Hope Amid Global Persecution and realize if you use those books as kind of bookends, uh, you can see how things have gotten progressively worse. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Leela serving as the Senior Fellow for International Religious Freedom at Family Research Council. And Leela, during the break, we were talking about uh, the uprising in Iran right now. I know a lot of our listeners have seen the, the video of the women pushing back against the government leaders, uh, cutting their hair, ripping off and burning their hijabs. There's all sorts of uh, uh, movement happening in Iran right now. Talk about how much of this is, I mean, I, I guess by definition, because it's a theocracy, it's all religious persecution, is it not? 
Well, yes, the imposition of the hijab happened at the time of the revolution when the Ayatollahs overthrew the Shah and came in and took over the government. And that's been going on since 1979. And the hijab has been a symbol. Women are discriminated against in all radical Islamist countries. But there it's a very important symbol of the power of that particular government. And so when the women start showing a little hair here and there, whatever, a little bit of bangs, if they get the wrong guy seeing them, the wrong guard, the wrong uh, enforcer, they're going to be abused. And what happened was a young woman, beautiful young woman, who's a Kurdish uh, Iranian, uh, her hijab wasn't on correctly in the eyes of someone, and she was so badly beaten that her skull was fractured, and mm. she died. And the protest to that death is what has spurred this incredible outpouring of rage into the streets across the entire country of Iran. And yes, it's religious, and interestingly enough, for the first time, Christians are standing up against the regime and making it known that they're standing with the rest of the Iranian people. And they've put out a document, a signed document, and several groups have spoken up. And this is altogether new. Mm. It, it really is remarkable to see those who run the risk of also uh, enduring that kind of persecution, standing in solidarity. And this is a lot differently, Lee Gilbert, than I remember uh, hearing from a lot of uh, millennials, maybe five, ten years ago, who had been... Uh, you know, there was the issue of uh, some of the Christian colleges were getting into trouble, it seemed like, because they were trying to recognize, you know, we're, we're honoring Ramadan and, you know, that, that type of stuff. And you'd hear these kids that said, oh, yeah, when I was in Iraq or Iran, you know, we did that type of thing. And they, they really didn't seem to understand that, you know, when you're there and you're dealing with that culture, uh, it's a big difference than bringing it to your Christian college here in the United States. But it's nice to see the Christians who are there and the Christians who are here praying and, and doing what they can to support um, is it is it too much to ask the church to focus on Iran as well as what's happening in Ukraine, for example, as well as what's happening in Afghanistan? And I mean that sincerely, Lila, because I know you, you follow a lot of this stuff, but sometimes I get the sense that we are a little too myopic. Maybe it's because we've got all these issues coming at us out of a fire hose and we're holding up a communion cup and trying to hang on to it. Well, that's well said. And, you know, I, I try to pray for these countries and I find myself in tears sometimes because there's so many awful situations. Yes, Ukraine is, is one of them, but that's not even the level of religious persecution that we're seeing in Afghanistan, for example, where any Christian that's identified in Afghanistan is on the run. They are running from safe house to safe house, and it's very hard to evacuate them now. It's, it was easier when we had aircraft and people were getting put on for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Now they have to be smuggled out or somehow gotten out of the country, and it's it's very, very bad there. It's, a, it's the worst, according to Open Doors, in the world. And I think people would argue that North Korea is the worst in the world, which may be true. I We can't know. But there are places that are so bad. Nigeria is another one, a completely different scenario. But the bloodbath of, you know, churches being attacked, people, little children being left mutilated behind. I struggle more with the survivors in, in, in those places because they're left. They have no, no place to go. They're hurt. They're injured. They're blinded sometimes. They lose a, a limb. And they're left behind after everyone else is slaughtered. And, and mm. you know, I, I almost feel worse for them because the others are, uh, the, the believers are with the Lord. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, what happens to the rest? So it's, uh, the world is very, very heartbreaking. And I don't know. I go from one to the other praying 
and trying to write about them, but I can't even cover everything. Hmm. There's only one Leela Gilbert, and we, I mean that as a compliment, but uh, sometimes I wish we had an army of you, Leela, <laughs> to take in what you're taking in and to write the things that you do. The brand new book, Heroic Faith, Hope Amid Global Persecution. Uh, the link for the book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We haven't talked about Asia yet, uh, Leela, and I'm curious as to uh, what your take is. I mean, obviously, there's a huge section in your book about uh, the persecution of Christians in the Asian uh, part of the world. Where do you begin? with dealing with the, that kind of persecution. It seems like they're just getting hammered from everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's bad there. And uh, our, one of my co-authors, Ariel Del Turco, is actually over there right now, and mm-hmm. she's been studying the state of North Korea with a group of people from here that they are connected. She's been in Korea, now she's in Thailand and looking at Burma, looking at what's happening there, which is also very political and it's anti-religious. It's not, I, I think Christians are targeted because they are Christians. But wherever you look, you know, it's either a communist or ex-former communist regime, a dictatorship, or radical Muslims. And so you have Pakistan, which is crazed of enforcement of blasphemy laws. And, and that's just insanity. The mobs rule, even if the court uh, exonerates someone for blasphemy. The, somebody's waiting outside the courthouse to kill them. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, everywhere you look, you see these, those are the two primary causes are either dictatorships and regimes that uh, are communist and godless, or you have this Islamist stuff. So that's the primary sources. And it's in so many countries, it's almost impossible for me to name them all. Mm. It's amazing to think about uh, that, that space that area and yet when we saw the russian invasion of ukraine for example people were trying to figure out okay was russia was russia china lining up i mean you know are, are all the pieces getting into place one of the things that you do in this book is to tell us these incredible stories of what it's like to be a christian in pakistan as you mentioned or in you know, china or north korea the, these different places and at the same time though there's a there's a huge thread of hope i mean a lot of people i'm sure might look at this and say i don't know lila gilbert if i could handle reading your book simply because it, it, it's so ominous and, and so difficult to bear but this is a very hope-filled uh resource so talk about how these stories are even though you're trying to tell the the whole truth about what's going on it really does reflect the hope of christ in the middle of all of these uh incidents of persecution well these people love Jesus to the death, and they rejoice and sing praises to him in the face of danger. Mm. And that's because they're not so attached to this world that they can't possibly risk anything. And I think what we don't fully grasp is the freedom there is in knowing where you're going, knowing that the Bible is true, knowing that the story of the martyrs in the book of Revelation with their white robes and, and their palm fronds is, is where these people are planning to be. And I, we just don't get it here. I mean, we're so entrenched in our comfortable lives and in our, you know, we have nice churches. We Certainly things go wrong here. I'm not trying to diminish that. But we can't even understand the freedom that comes in, you know, as the sign says, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Yes, right. Uh, yeah. 
from that noted theologian, um, Chris Christofferson. Yeah, I, I hear you. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> Who actually has made some good points in some of his songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, true. I think that's, that's how I understand it is, is the freedom uh, that there is in really uh, loving the Lord, wanting to live for him, wanting to bear witness for him, being courageous to start home churches. I mean, these people are so brave. And they know that their lives are at risk, but they do it because of their love for the Lord. And many of them are converts. You know, the Muslim, as you know, I know you've talked about this, the Muslim world is being swept by conversions from Islam to Christianity yes. because of the hope, because of the joy, because of what it offers and the peace of mind. So, you know, we, we need to shift gears. We're like the book of Acts. You know, we can go out and, and minister to these people when they're being persecuted, but we can also learn tremendous lessons about what Christianity was at the beginning and continues to be today, a, a courageous and joyful exercise in the midst of trouble. I love it. I love it. And that, that real, true and lasting courage, oftentimes we think it's, it, it's sown at the uh, at the ballot box, or we think it's shown on the campaign trail, but oftentimes we forget the fact that the real courage is the, the Christian brother or sister who is facing literally risk of death every time they leave their home, if they could even stay in that home. And would that we in the uh, Western Church, specifically here in the U.S., uh, turn our attention to our brothers and sisters and the greater, grander scheme that God is playing out in the redemption story uh, that's uh, reflected so beautifully in Leela Gilbert's book, Heroic Faith. Hope Amid Global Persecution. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Leela, I know you've got a ton of things going on in your world right now, and so I'm grateful for any moment that we can get together. But thank you for this book. Thank you for the time that you spent with us today. And we'll look forward to catching up with you again on your next one, uh, which I'm sure will have even greater impact uh, than the work that you're doing even right now. Leela, thank you so much for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Oh, thank you, Roger. I appreciate you every time we talk. Boy, that is such a... Most important topic and a powerful resource to go along with it, too. My thanks again to dear friend, Leela Gilbert. Uh, our friendship goes back about 20 years, back to the youth ministry days in Homeward. And uh, then her time in Israel and, of course, as a leading contributor for the Bottom Line Show, along with her work with the Heritage Foundation. The brand new book is called Heroic Faith, Hope Amid Global Persecution. And if you have been looking at the world and saying, gosh, it seems like the end times are near or drawing closer, one of the key ways that we can understand what is happening in the world regarding the end times is to see the increase in persecution against Christians, our brothers and sisters worldwide. And uh, <clears throat> at the risk of sounding maudlin, uh, that's coming our way as well. So uh, this is a great book to have. It's a fantastic resource. And we have two copies to give away right now, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. This is a powerful book. If you don't get it for yourself, give it to a friend. 800-227-5278, um, the book Heroic Faith, Hope Amid Global Persecution by Leela Gilbert and uh, Ariel Del, Del Turco with a huge contribution from Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, who is now retired but still a great military expert. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. When a young mother hears her baby's heartbeat for the first time, everything changes. They know that's a baby. And when you partner with us and Preborn, 
You let them see the ultrasound image, and God takes care of the rest. Roger Marsh here for Preborn, our newest member of the Bottom Line Show family. Preborn is helping women by helping them see their child on the ultrasound, hear that baby's heartbeat for the first time after getting that pregnancy test, and you'd be amazed at the results. So far, for the first half of this year, more than 25,000 babies have been saved through Preborn, and 25 ultrasound machines have been placed. Now, it costs $28 to provide a free ultrasound for a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy and wondering what to do with the child. We tell her what option number three is in addition to option one and two. Option one, of course, you're a mom. Option two, legally, you can get abortion in some states. But option number three is adoption, and the ultrasound makes option number one or three much more palatable. Call 833-850-BABY right now. Make a $28 donation to save one life. Make a $28 a month donation to save a life each and every month. That's less than a dollar a day. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner when you go to kbrightradio.com today. My thanks again to Leela Gilbert for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, great conversation about a powerful new book. Uh, you know, and I, when I say great, remember in the strictest, most literal sense of the word, the, the word great in the English language simply just means big. Uh, it just means there's a lot of it. And we have kind of taken great to mean great as in it's always good. But great, uh, this is a huge project. Leela takes on a lot of huge projects. Her new book, Heroic Faith, talks about hope amid global persecution of Christians worldwide. Um, and the thing I admire about Leela for writing this book, we're giving it away, by the way. We've got two copies to give away. And uh, Teresa and Crystal are taking your calls at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. I really admire Leela for what she said about some of the works that she's done. I mean, this is a woman who is currently working as a senior fellow for the uh, Family Research Council's, uh, as their International Religious Freedom uh, Senior Fellow, also a fellow at the Hudson Institute's Center for Religious Freedom. And she is the co-author or author of some powerful books. She's written more than 60. Uh, her book, Saturday People, Sunday People, was written about a decade ago about, you know, first they came for the Jews, then they came for the Christians. The Saturday people being the Jews, then the Sunday people being us. Uh, she wrote about uh, Israel through the eyes of a Christian sojourner co-authored the book Persecuted, The Global Assaults on Christians with Dina Shea and Paul Marshall. And what's interesting about this is when Leela Gilbert says, I went back and looked at some of my older books and realized we needed to do a new one because those books are now out of date. They're out of, I mean, they're still in print, but they're out of date in terms of how much worse the persecution has gotten. But brothers and sisters, in a time like this, you know, oftentimes we in the Western church will go to Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm, plans to give you hope in a future. We go to Paul and uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. We look at the positive verses in Scripture. But if we don't get the context of those verses right, then we miss the whole point. Uh, Jeremiah's warning or is a word from God that was talking to the children of Israel who basically were finding out they were going to spend another 70 years in Babylonian captivity. And yet when they heard those words, Jeremiah said, God also said, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And what that meant was, even if it means you're still in captivity for the next seven decades, trust me. When Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength in Philippians 4. He's saying in the context of, look, I'm going to write most of my 
what are going to become the Pauline epistles in the Bible, I'll write those while I'm under house arrest or in prison. There are going to be two and three year periods where I'm not going to say or do anything really other than make tents and just kind of try to stay out of jail. And yet, oftentimes the American church is like, well, we got to get these people out of prison. We got to get these things moving the way we want them to move instead of saying, wait a minute, if God is calling us as Christians to suffer and be persecuted for our faith, then let's suffer well. <laughs> That's the bottom line on that. Uh, Leela's book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. We've got uh, Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next. For those who remain on the network, it's Bob and John and yours truly talking about elections and what prominent Democrat former congresswoman is now no longer a Democrat. Is she a Republican? What's up with Tulsi Gabbard? We'll talk about that on the other side of this break as The Bottom Line continues.